Let's roll. This is Counter Charge, your podcast for ranks, flanks, and kings of war. as they delve into the world of Panathor and bring you worldwide coverage of all things Kings of War. What's going on, everyone? Welcome to Counter Charge. This is Dylan Scribner. And I'm Ralph Enough, and we're back again to have a good old classic episode of Counter Charge with my good friend Dylan from Arkansas. So what's going on, buddy? How, how, are, you, how are we doing? Uh, we're doing pretty swell. We're doing pretty swell. Just got back from a, from an event over the weekend, had a good old time, and have uh, already been hitting the easy armies, trying to figure out what I want to do next, which I'm sure everybody is familiar with that feeling. <laughs> uh, is it? Uh, I'm sure you're like me, uh, going to an event. Let's just like it's like refreshes the batteries, charges everything back up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, before we get to the main topic, which is why you should try to go to a tournament and what are some of the benefits, figure let's talk about this event you and I just went to, Kings of Winter. Why don't you give us a little background? Because if I recall correctly, you've been to every single one of Kings of the Winter, or Kings of Winter, excuse me. This is a mountain event in uh, Springfield, Missouri. I want to say good old Jeff Westerhold started it and. I want to say 2017, but it might have been 2018. I'm I'm pretty sure, if my memory recalls correctly, I have been to I have been to every one. Uh, he started with uh, he did like a, that first year. He did a couple of um, tester primers, whatever you want to call them, throughout the year, uh, and then he had the full scale tournament uh, in the December of that year. But it's been going it's been going pretty good. He's gotten uh, around 20 25 players every year um it's it's been kind of a more of a smaller more laid back tournament uh they they bring in barbecue on sunday and everybody just you know sits back and has a good old time yeah this is an event that's been on my radar for a while obviously it's in springfield missouri which is five and a half six hours from from me in memphis and obviously not very far from you in arkansas so i think i paid maybe and signed up for the first two only to renege and cancel last minute. You know, it's a hard time of the year, December, but uh glad I finally made one. Is this number four, five? What number is this on? Uh, it, I guess it would be four, not counting the one that uh, was canceled. Yeah. So how have you done over the years at Kings of Winter? Kings of Winter is kind of one of those that's been, I always, I always seem to just float around at the top, of, but, but can never, can never, you know, take the cake, so to speak. <laughs> I think even, you know, even when I was near, when I, you know, when I first started going to this one uh, was back when I was first starting. I was, I always did good at that one. Even during their one days, I actually won, won one of their uh, one day. It was like a, it was like a 1200 or 1250 point one day leading up to it. Um, and so I just, I always play good at Kings of Winter, but I just never, uh, just can't. You play good, but don't place good. Yeah, right. Yeah, I guess. (laughs) 
Well, is it, has it always been at so Meta Games in Springfield? Almost forgot to mention it, it, This is one of those that is hosted in a game store, and they actually have a lot more space. Uh, they have more space than necessary for twenty players. I want to say he opened up registration for forty. I want to say there was forty spots on his spreadsheet at first, and I I'm pretty sure they can do it. It's in a game store which is a fantastic atmosphere to play in. It's just something about some about being able to like, you know, walk through all that retail section like in between games and Absolutely. Absolutely. Definitely a definitely a perk of that type of the, that type of venue is definitely a perk of having a real estate, you know, a, a store that you haven't checked out before. Yeah, it just it just brings it all into I don't know, it's kind of hard to explain. It just adds to the atmosphere, I guess, would be the best way to describe it. Well, you do get a lot of spectators, right? Which is cool, right? It definitely yes. definitely helps the local scene. Their scene has grown a little bit. In the first um the first uh Kings of Winter had less than I want to say it had less than 20 players uh leading up to uh leading up to like pre-covid there was i think the last one was over i think he had over 25 players and then of course this year kind of being it's still people's tournament going still it's still been slowed down a little bit but i mean he hit 20 players this year so it's it's definitely it's definitely one of the cool events um i do have a little bias to it because it's it's um only about three hours and 20 minutes from where I live in Batesville, Arkansas. Even when I was still down in Texarkana, I, uh, I came to Kings of winter. It's a good event. Absolutely. And let's talk a little bit about the one thing that makes it pretty unique, which is the, uh, the frost monster. Yeah. So, um, similar, similar to the event I run, um, Jeff, he adds a frost monster. Um, it's a, just a simple 50 mil monster it's a uh, utility piece uh it, it adds different based on what you roll before each game it can give you different auras and buffs uh to your army uh and this is actually the first year that he added a second option you could take a flying option called uh, he called it frost dragon it was just basically a flying version but you traded you traded the options to buff your battle on you know flying and extra crushing and and a breath attack that kind of yeah. thing yeah but yeah it was cool it's nice i'm always i'm i'm a proponent of options yeah i it's just one of those things that always gives flavor to an event right and we've got lots of them obviously the blue sea brawl you would play with your king kings of monsters as you mentioned uh has the kaiju selection so, yep. you know, it's great when you go to an event and they give you this free little character that's a little bit different. It just turns Kings of War a little, you know, just turns the dial just a little bit and makes it a little, you know, fun to play. Uh, but so, obviously, let's get let's get into our experience with Kings Winter. Obviously, me, you, and our friend Charles headed up that way. There was 20 players. What'd you bring? What army? You know, what, what broken list did you bring? <laughs> uh, I didn't. I brought a really balanced list. Playing Salamanders, uh, my list starts with two hordes of Tyrants, a regiment of Scorchwings, four regiments of Ember Sprites, a Phoenix, uh, two Battle Captains on Rhinosaurs, uh, one with Slashing, one with 
crushing just for consistency. Um, uh, Skylord on Scorch Lane, uh, which got buffed in Clash of Kings. Uh, and then I took a Firebrand battle group, three Corsair regiments with Firebrand. That also got buffed in Clash of Kings. Um, Firebrand makes Corsairs regular if they're in the same list. So the bulk, the bulk of my unlocks were, uh, came from those units, which is really handy. And the biggest change that I went with was the new Living Legend Titan. I love nimble monsters, nimble nimble square bases. Um, and uh, so I took Rekawaz the Pale Rider. And uh, he is just a a beast of a hero. He's an awesome, awesome piece. And uh, my list was 16 drops, 17 with the Frost Monster. That's awesome. How much unit strength? My unit strength is 23. I got a lot of ones and twos because I, I take a lot of small pieces. Um, but... Yeah, yeah, 23 unit strength, 17 drops, or I guess it'd be uh, 24 with the free monster, 17 drops. So for me, I brought Ogres. I've been playing Ogres for the last little bit, including the last couple tournaments. And it's uh, we should mention that the event was 2,400 points plus the free Frost Monster, which was uh, they, they equated to about 100 points. So it was around a 2,500-point game. So I... Stuck to my traditional guns. I got my two troops of Red Goblin Scouts, a horde of warrior chariots with the boots of striding, two regiments of Berserker Braves, four hordes of Siege Breakers. Uh, here's, the, here's the big change, obviously, with Clash of Kings being in. The Mammoth upgraded to the big deal, increasing to Brutal 2, you know, and he gets to be very inspiring. And the call to greatness where you could actually give another unit with the ogre keyword an extra pip of brutal which is just amazing um and then i took two ogre warlocks again uh, both with drain life but one with library veil of shadows and one with library scorched earth the one with scorched earth i also took the amulet of fireheart because i had extra 10 points so i wanted to try those two you know these are some spells that you know hey i do i can be shut off the table so i wanted some of that uh veil of shadows uh, and the scorched earth. Everybody's telling me it's the next big thing. We'll talk a little bit about that. I'm not. I'm not so sure. <laughs> That's the next big thing. Uh, and then I took Namagarok because uh, if you're an ogre player and you're not, you're doing it wrong. So without <laughs> the frost monster, that was 13 drops, 25 unit strength at 2400 points. We went to this tournament. Obviously, we we're at uh, base out of Meta Games. Great store. I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, really nice store. Very well uh, stocked. Clean. You know. To me, it was brand new. I had never been there before, but man, this—if this was my local store, I would be pretty happy. Yeah, that was an, that's another cool thing of uh, going to this event every year is seeing that store thrive a little bit more each year. It, it really has grown quite a bit from the first time that I walked through it. So that's that's really awesome to see. Well, rather than go through all of our games, let's kind of like give a highlight. How did your weekend go? I mean. You know, you obviously brought this real beat stick of a list. You must have won all your games. So uh, give us some, <laughs> give us some high points for this uh, incredible army that you brought to Kings of Winter. It performed exactly how I thought it would on my first three games. <laughs> I was waiting for the caveat. <laughs> <laughs> um, it just, it, I mean, 
it was doing it was doing everything I thought it would. Um, I even I even got to I even played against in game two. I played against a pretty hard counter um, in an elf list that had longer range and all salamander shooting is short of Dakota Hunters is 18 inches or shorter. So he outranged me on speed and outranged me at shooting for the most part. And uh, I was still able to kind of utilize my utility nimble pieces um, to kind of spread out at the end of the game and get um, an extra objective over him, which uh, got me the game. And then um, played against a horde army in game three. And again, it, I was able to kind of utilize those more durable utility pieces to hold up parts of the battlefield that I needed to hold up. Uh, and it, it was, you know, it was still pretty tight, you know, you know, down until the end, there wasn't just a lot left on either side. Um, uh, I, I had a little more left. I ended up getting a few points off of attrition, but, uh, but yeah, it was good, good games, good solid games. Um, played, got to play several people over the course of both days that I never played before. So that was awesome. And, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of, <laughs> it kind of, uh, all went downhill real quick. Day two. Um, I, you know, they say, you know, to win a, to win a tournament, you have to have, uh, you know, not only do you have to be good and have to have, you know, a good list and, but you have to have, you know, you know, decent amount of dice go your way and you have to have good matchups and everything. I just was, I was set. I was set at the top of the hill and like for, you know, just to put it in perspective, I, I was on top table. I, I, I was three and oh, so I was on top table going into day two. That was my first loss. And I had so, I had such a large lead going into day two that I still had, more points than the person who beat me in game four, but it just kind of, it just kept rolling downhill and uh, <laughs> ended up losing my last game as well. But because of that, because of that large lead that I had, even losing my last two games, I still placed third overall. <laughs> so not, not too bad. Not too bad. I do got a question though. Your sports score didn't look too hot. What's, what's going on there, man? I thought guys from Arkansas were super nice. Well, I just didn't get any extra sports votes. I see. I see. You didn't work at it this time. I you were concentrating on the table. <laughs> I get it. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, so you were you were three and oh and then played Seth Kabitsky out of uh Wichita, right? And on on yep. table one in game four and lost that and then ended up losing to was it James Hutcherson in games five? So on um, yeah. So but yeah. but still, like you said, you had a big lead and so you were able to you know, uh, with with reasonable soft scores, you were still you were still third place. So, it's funny we had totally different experiences because you were three and then two losses. I was just the, the the best way I could describe this tournament was this is the tournament that really nailed home. Never give up, never surrender. So my first game against Austin Howell, also out of the Wichita area. 
Like the game was going fairly well. And then I'm like, it's like the t- top of six. Uh, and, and he is bottom of six. Now is he's got the bottom and I'm like, okay, I'm in pretty good shape here. He, he's going to, he's going to hit these two units of cheese breakers. He's going to bounce. Maybe he doesn't notice that both these now are going to trigger corkscrew charges into flanks. I should be able to wipe out some stuff. And then he wavered <laughs> the two units. And I was like, okay, okay, that's okay. Let's just not have a turn seven. <laughs> okay. We're, we're having a turn seven. Okay. All right. Now, can we just, can you just not kill an undamaged <laughs> siege breaker horde? So yeah, it was one of those funny things where it literally like, I look like a, like a, maybe a draw or a small win to me. It just slowly just slipped away. Right. I mean, I still got a decent amount of points. I, I went three and two on the weekend and into my two losses, I still got points. But yeah, it was funny. One of those things where it just, it just, it just reinforces never give up, right? Never surrender. And so I went one, one loss. I won my second game, lost my third game. So I was one and two going into day two. And then I won games four and five and games four and five completely the same thing. Like I just said, never give up. First one was never give up, never surrender. But it was really the the other, you know, it was the, the, the negative version of that. This was the positive version. I mean, I played Michael Sigler's father, uh, Chris, and he had Twilight Kin, and he's a new player. And, you know, I'm, I'm sort of helping him learn the game and stuff. But, like, same token, I'm like, okay, this, sh- I, I, I like my matchup, right? You know, I charge my battle line, you know, the, the counter charge. Uh, he, he wipes out, like, two hordes of Siege Breakers, my Frost Monster, and a regiment of Berserker Raves all in one turn. <laughs> you know, like just super hot, uh, nerve dice, you know? And I was just like, okay, that that's like seven, 800 points <laughs> gone on <laughs> the bottom of two. I was like, okay, all right, let's rethink this. And so I had to like, stop, give it some thought and actually dig it out. And then again, the and then in my last game, what an amazing game. And I know you caught some of it. Matthew Temple and his epistle army was beating my ass so bad. That I was about to cry, like like he was running through me, and uh, I should mention that that last game we were playing invade, and basically I set up my my heavies, my, my siege breakers in the middle, and then kind of the left flank was chariots and stuff, and I just basically threw what I had to throw into the middle, and kind of as a pendulum, right, kind of like swung the flank around, but you know he had those two units of succubi, holy crap, you know. That's not, and one, and the one unit in the middle, it, it, it was, he would just back it up. So not only are they in snare, I was, I was hitting, uh, hindered as well. So I was hitting on fives with the siege breakers. I was like, oh, oh. And then he had two of the Croniuses with the cloak of death. Oh my God. You know, I know they can't both hit the same unit, but he was hitting my entire battle line by like turn four or five. Every unit had five and six wounds on it. No, that's, that's not good for ogres for sure. No, it's not. And, you know, and, and again, he was nailing some waivers. I was like, oh, oh, you know, a couple waivers there. I was just like, oh, so close. And uh, it was slowly slipping away. I was like, the, the mammoths drop in. Here's my first unit of siege breakers. But, you know, turn five, it looked like, okay, wait a minute. I had a good offensive turn where I popped four units. I popped the oath breakers, one of the hordes of uh, Moloch, and I think two in the two larva units. And, and that's sort of just like, okay. And when that happened, it was kind of like, okay, we're, we're even again. When, 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 when man loses faith 
just bet on cheesebreakers, right? <laughs> cheesebreakers backed yeah. up by Drain Life, and it just slowly <laughs> whittled the game back uh, to to a small to a small win. So this was the weekend of never give up, right? Like, just stay with it, you know. Um, if you have a strategy, play it out. It it can it can it can make it look dire at times, but it can come around. So uh, we should mention Seth ended up taking overall. With a dirty list. Well, you tell the folks what was in that dirty man's list. It wasn't super dirty. But he was riding some Clash of Kings changes, right? He was riding some Clash of Kings changes, yeah. He had three hordes of Scorch Wings, which got a buff to their defense. Their defense four instead of three. And it got a buff to their uh, attacks. So their 12 attack hordes went to 14 attack hordes. And that's the unit with 18-inch range um, and hitting on fours at range and threes in melee with TC one and Pathfinder. So an excellent unit. Um, I'm definitely, I, I was, I was, I had my eye on them going into Kings of winter, but uh, I didn't have the models and stuff done up, but um, I was, I was, I was definitely eyeballing um, that unit for sure. I, I don't know if you remember when we were talking salamanders back at, uh, Lone Wolf, I think it was. You know, I mentioned that 12 attacks wasn't enough for me to spend 200 points on. Well, now they're 14 attacks, and so that's uh, the exact reason why I'm kind of looking at him uh, now. Um, but yeah, he had a great list. Three hordes of those. He had three or four, I want to say it was four regiments of Centaur, Bray, Striders, so the combat ones. Um, he had two unicorns, heal, lightning bolt, um, or maybe he swapped out the heal. I don't remember him ever casting heal, which makes sense since he's a defense four army. And then he had two beasts of nature. And this is actually the filthy part. He took <laughs> exactly. <laughs> he took a horde of dragon riders as if he didn't already have enough flying. Um, but. Good on yeah, him, though. Also, it worked. Yeah. 5-0. I mean, 5-0. and 5-0. Um, I did. I think I kind of had an epiphany in that game. Um, that's one of the few games I've ever played of Kings of War that didn't go to turn, that didn't go the full length of the, <laughs> of the game. Uh, and so it really, really blew up in my face. And so I, I think... I've often asked different opinions, gotten different opinions on clock. Got to play on the clock if you're on the top table. Yeah. That's the that's the yeah. rule. Yeah. Yeah, I think I just, I think I'll just keep it across the board and just do clock, just do a clock all the time. Because I could also, be, it could also, not not taking anything away from Seth, of course. Like I myself play differently when I'm not on a clock, right? And even though you, even though you know that there's a time limit in round. It, if you're not visually seeing that time limit, like right there in front of you, then you're not, it's like, it's not in the front of your mind. It's like back in the subconscious, right? So, so it definitely, you definitely play differently. Uh, you take, you take more time uh, to do things than you would if you were, uh, if it was at the forefront of your mind. So I, I think that's something that's going to benefit my play in the future going forward. And we should say second place, Jared Holcomb, was best general. Uh, Jason Westerhold had the best frost monster. 
Natalia Westerhold had Best Painted Army. And I was surprised and very delighted to learn. I got I got uh, Best Sports, which is cool. I always, I always uh, that's one of my favorite awards, right? Because it's not something you can really, well, it's just a great award, right? It just means you did, you played and you gave everybody good games, right? That's what it means to me. Yeah, it's, it's not something you can really practice for. It's just something you, you have, you have to be naturally, uh, a podcast host to get sports awards. <laughs> sure. Well, there is that. Yeah, yeah. Make sure everybody. Well, this is the other thing about this event. I played five players, four of which I had never met before, five of which I have never played before. So, short of Matt, awesome. yeah, Matt Temple, who I obviously know but never played. The rest of the people that that was a first time. Well, I take that back. I knew Austin Howell as well, but I I hadn't played any of those people before. So that's also really fun when you go to an event and you play five new players. It's like five fresh interactions, you know? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah, I got to play three new players. Um, I, if I'm at if I'm at an event with Jared and Jason Westerhold and Jared Holcomb, I usually I usually run into them. Um, and I've known both of them for a while, but I got to play three new players. I've known Seth, but um, I, I had never played him before. Um, and then uh, James Hutchison is who's a, actually a newer player. I think he played Fantasy, you were saying? He's out of Louisville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. James James has been around for a while. So, yeah, you know, looking at the list, it was really cool. There was a lot of, uh, obviously, some players that were been around Kings of War for a while. And then you mentioned James Hutchison and Jimmy Livers. Both uh, played Warhammer back in the day. Um, James is out of Louisville, and uh, Jimmy's out of Covington, Kentucky. So that's really cool. Uh, and then there was the guys from Kansas City. I think that was Bill and Daniel, I think. Uh, so that yeah. was really cool to me. In fact, it was amazing is that I think it was Daniel said came up to me and said, I was on your live stream, and you said, go to the Kings of, you know, come to King of Winter. And he did. So that was really cool that, that we, you know, we were able to persuade at least a couple guys to come and uh, come play some tournaments with us. So that was really cool. That's awesome. And yeah. It was great. It was a great event. Right. And, you know, that's a good segue. You know, let's talk about how much fun it is to go to an event and why people should be thinking about it. You know, I think this is a rare opportunity. You know, we're coming off fresh. We're, we're excited about it. So let's just go through a list of and you can start us off. Why should someone go to an event? Well, first, first off is going to be <clears throat> is going to be if you if you love if you love the game and the hobby, that's the next level of the game slash hobby. And so, if if uh, you want to expand on you know the game you love, the hobby you love, you know a GT or a even a one day tournament, anything like that is going to is going to just uh, you know take that to the next level for you. And the, and the next biggest thing is going to, just going to be the camaraderie. Uh, like I said, you know, there's a multitude of events out there that have like a kind of a side event, like a team builder, I guess is, <laughs> is a good way to describe it. Like you might have a team builder at work, whereas like, you know, Saturday night after, uh, you know, day one, the host of the GT might have a barbecue at their house or, mm -hmm. Me myself, I'm planning on doing like live music Friday night or Saturday night. I'm not sure. Jeff Westerhold, he brought in barbecue on Sunday and fed everyone. Just different things like that. Mm -hmm. um, I know 
also just this past weekend, you know, Living Legends, Jeff Swan, he hosted the entire event at his house. So that was just one, that whole event was just one big party. And right. a, a lot of events will create that atmosphere. Mini vacation is the best way, you know, I can describe it. You know, it, it gives you an opportunity to expand on your hobby and have some fun, kick back, hang out with friends. It really has, uh, it checks all the boxes, so to speak. Yeah, it does. It does. I mean, you, you hit on some of them, right? You, you know, expanding on the game you love. If you're if you're playing at the local level, why not take it to the next level and, and, and you know, play with some new folks, right? That, that that's, that's one of the greatest, most fun things to do is play with somebody you've never played with before, you know, because... You've never played them. You don't have any expectations. They might have an army list or an army that you've uh, never played against before because maybe in your 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 local scene, they don't play ogres there, right? Right. So that's awesome. Hanging out with people that also like Kings of War. That's you know, just in general, hanging out with people that are positive about the same things you're positive about is always a, is a, is a great thing, right? For sure. Absolutely. You mentioned a little bit of you know, hobby, right? What better way to motivate your hobby mojo than to go see some fantastic looking armies, right? And this weekend was no exception. There was some super cool armies. Natalia's army, I don't even know how to describe it. I mean, how would you describe it? It was it was Varanger? Uh fantastical is the is the best way I can describe. So that is one thing they do a little different, is they do there is a paint rubric to get to add to your overall score um but he kind of combines best paint and player's choice into one award right um, right and uh her army uh it may not have been the best technical painted army there but it she did a lot of bright colors she did a lot of uh crazy colors that you wouldn't expect there was a lot of sky blues and bright and pinks and um all kinds of stuff like that her uh, her cavern dwellers were dinosaur models that were painted with a bright blue, and they really, her whole army just really popped. Um, and um, and it, it showed because she she got the most votes. Absolutely. By like, I think by like, it was a several five, votes. She like, got five favor army votes, and, and actually I got, I'm looking at the thing here, I got three. Yeah, so, and then I there, think and you were the next. And there was a couple with two, yeah. Which that's also, you know, sportsmanship's great, but you know, favorite army votes are also very cool, right? That's always fun. And obviously, it had to be the mammoth, right? Got to be the mammoth. Yeah, that mammoth. The mammoth is cool. I mean, he's a big deal. (laughs) Yeah, some say some say he's a big deal. That's right, and that brings up another point of why you should go to uh, an event is showing off your army, right? Like I know I painted up a new model. Uh, I had a a skibor. uh, Minotaur floating around in the bits box, got him out, painted him up as my my frost giant or frost monster, excuse me, and had a lot of fun doing that. And you know, it was fun to take an army and show it off and be like, "Hey, look, look at all my siege breakers, look at my mammoth, look at my, you know, that's always fun." Yeah, and if you and if you've never been uh, to a GT, you will find a a new motivation to actually paint stuff if you. I know a lot of, I personally know a lot of garage gamers that will not really paint all their stuff because it's all they do is play, you know, at the uh, mm-hmm. monthly game day, you know. But when you start going to GTs, 
uh, it's going to wake that up a little bit and it's actually going to give you motivation and it's going to show you that it actually is fun to get stuff done and get it looking good. And, um, I like, I know for me, um, you know, I never really had a reason to, you know, break out a, um, a Carnosaur model that I've been wanting to use for a long time. And, uh, I had, excuse, yeah. I had an excuse to get it out and paint it. Um, and I just, you know, I just put it together and painted it just <clears> a, <throat> a few weeks before the event. And, you know, that stuff happens just about every event. If you sign up for an event, an event, it, like it, it's like a switch flips in your head and you're like, you're like, all right, what can I, what, what do I need to paint? You know, I'm going to write a list and see what I need to paint before the event comes. Absolutely. When you go into an event that you know have, you have to have a painted army, that's a great motivator. Like, all right, it's time to get some stuff painted. Or in the case of this, like, hey, there's a, I need a frost monster. Let's get something new, you know? And, and obviously, this is, we're talking where Clash of Kings has just come out, right? A month ago. We're in like the glory days, right? Where we're just like, okay, I'm going to make a cracker dog wrangler. I'm going to make a big deal. I'm going to make, you know, I'm already yeah. like, oh, I'm sal- I mean, I'm just salivating with ideas of what. It- and so tournaments are great to go and, and obviously give you the, the motivation to, to get your hobby mojo rolling to show off your army. But also once you're there, you're going to get some sweet, sweet hobby inspiration because you're, you're going to see stuff that you didn't think about. Oh, I didn't know I could have done. Oh, look, look how they based that unit or, oh man, like, you know, um, Ooh, look at that. They used aquarium plants on their basing. Like you might get a tip or a technique that you didn't know about and you'll be able to take it home with you. Yep. Another thing I like about tournaments is when you, when you go to the one for the first time in an area, you get to explore new parts of the country, right? Like I have never been to Springfield, Missouri ever. This is my first time. It's a great place. It's fun. Oh yeah. I mean, if you're willing, if you're willing to do the traveling, I mean, I myself, I know I live in the middle of nowhere in Arkansas. I mean, I've been to Augusta, Georgia. I've been to Omaha, Nebraska, all the way down to the bottom of Texas, San Antonio. Um, I mean, you can really, the, just the door for places to visit just, opens it's just wide open one of the other things i really like we touched on a little bit which is when they're played in like a venue that's a gaming store there's nothing i love better than going into a fresh game store you know that first time when you're like okay it's almost like you're like indiana jones and you're going in the catacombs you're like, okay, what am i gonna <laughs> find down here am i gonna find the model i've been looking for for 40 years you know hidden in some bucket on clearance Am I going to find this board game? You know what I mean? Like you just, you just never know. I remember going to Adepticon a few years ago and I think we went to games plus and holy crap. That's a great game store. Just it. If you want a game store that just has everything, that's the place, man. Uh, You know, they literally had more inventory than I could ever imagine and stuff that you just don't typically see in your local game shop. So yeah, I love that. And then we touched on it too. Like if, if it is held in a local game store, you know, that's really a nice shot in the arm. You're helping out the local scene. So uh, did you get a chance? To, his name is Russell. Did you get a chance to meet Russell this weekend? I did not. Uh, so he was an older gentleman that was coming in and somebody had told him about Kings of War and that there was going to be a tournament going on. I, I don't remember what game he showed. I, I guess it was game two against Tommy. He kind of was like, hey, can I watch your game? I said, yeah, absolutely. He got the bug, man. So he watched my game one. Uh, I went into game three against James Hutcherson and we, we 
we we said, hey, that's cool. And he he kind of got to watch us play that game out, which was great. And then he came back for day two. <laughs> so, you know, you know, just watching the game, asking tons of questions. So that was just like really cool that hopefully, you know, hopefully we've, uh, you know, the first hit is free. <laughs> and yeah, so hopefully sure. we've got a repeat customer for uh, for for uh, Jeff Westerhold, at, you know, at um, Meta Meta Games. So hopefully uh, Russ will be up there playing for many, many, many years now. So. Yeah, it's uh, it's fun. It's fun when you can, you know, and, and even if you already have like an established local scene, if they're not playing and they show up, I'm sure they get a sense of like they 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 feel like left out, and and they're gonna be like they won't they won't miss it again. You know what I mean? Like if if you have a local player that, that couldn't make the tournament for some reason, I'm sure in the back of their mind next year they're gonna be like I'm gonna do whatever I can. And I think Mo, I, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but I think all the local players were there. Yeah. at King of Winter. Yeah, there a good amount of them. A good amount of them. Well, although, let's be fair; they're all, five of them are, are, are they're all they're all kin. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and then obviously going to an event, the the best thing is as you meet people over and over again, they become some of your best friends, right? You know, and you know, outside of Kings of War, even right, and you know that's it's interesting because when you make a friend, you know, typically to make a friend, you got to have something to bond over, and Kings of War is this great neutral thing that crosses all kinds of lines right for sure and it, it's it's the it's the great unifier so uh yeah you know and then the last thing that i like about about events is every time i go there i learn something new like someone will do something that i didn't see coming or they'll show me how to use a unit in a different way or just something and i'll and it it, it will better my game for the long term because they they did something to me either against me or i got to see them do it against someone else so yeah i am a big proponent of, of of tournaments and i think you know um i i had a little ramble on the way home where you know this is you know a continuation of that ramble but you know i really really think that if people have you know there, there are a few things that might stop people from being able to go to a tournament and i mentioned some of them you know obviously if you don't have the resources i get it or you know either the time or the money you know we, we have family commitments. I understand all that. So uh, there are legitimate reasons that are reasons that would preclude people from being able to do it. But, but if you are in a place in your life where you can afford uh, the, the, the little bit of travel or maybe the, you know, to come out and play, man, I think your life will be better for it. It's, it's man, it's such much, it's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, and like, and just going off of that, if you, Put yourself out there, and I, I, I know that's not for everybody. You know, there some people are introverted and, and all that. But if you're not, you put yourself out there, and you're able to, you know, make those bonds, like you mentioned. I mean, you know, the group of guys that we roomed with at our Airbnb this past weekend, they're from Wichita, Kansas. You know, they're, you know, and we, I only see those guys you know, at Kings of War events. If it wasn't for Kings of War, you would not be friends with those guys. Exactly. And right. And because of those events, we, you know, we've established that friendship and, you know, I talked to him online and stuff and I messaged Jared, you know, a little bit, you know, on Facebook talking about lists and stuff like that. And, you know, because of that, you know, we, the weekend was super cheap because you know, we had this group of friends that we knew were coming. We were able to meet up with. We were have, able to have a good time. 
on the weekend. Right. We did an Airbnb, and, right? Cut, cut down yeah. on some of the cost. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it's just, it's crazy. This, the, the hobby is so many things that are, are possible through, you know, just such a simple, you know, something that a lot of people would think is silly, you know, it's just, yeah, the, the game could be, you great. could argue the game is silly, but the relationships we make are right. Like, you know, right. you know, Jeremy has said a number of times that he's, he's dumbfounded sometimes thinking about if he, if he knows he's flying just about any major city in the United States, there's a very good chance there's a Kings of War player there. We've already crossed paths with, and we can reach out, you know, the, people know that if they come to Memphis, we are going to play some Kings of War, right? Just, you know, if Jer- you know, if Jeremy comes my way, he knows he's got a place to stay. And there's a lots, lots of places like that around the country. So, but you know, that's why you should go to a tournament. If you're on the fence and, and want some more push, let me know. DM me. I would be happy to push you over the edge, you know, and get you to a tournament. You know, we, we're a small tight knit group. We know a lot of people. If we can find a tournament in your area that you're interested in, maybe we can introduce you to the TL or we can introduce you to some people that are going because one of the other things, if you're introverted or it, 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 it feels intimidating, you know, I, when I was growing up, I was very uh, like public averse or like just going into the big public spaces and stuff which seems, was always very intimidating. But if I could just set myself up for success by like maybe meeting one or two people, when I go into that atmosphere, I knew, I knew, I, you know, there's a contact already there. Then it made it a little bit less intimidating. Right. Um, so if there's, if, if we can do that for you, please let us know, you know, and, before we get out of here, though, let's talk about we've got a couple tournaments coming up. Yours is the next one up, right? Kings of Monsters 2. 2. But last year with Batesville, Arkansas, I complained about it. You said, hey, Rob, I'm going to move it like three and a half hours closer. <laughs> Merry Christmas. So now it's in Batesville, Arkansas, which is only two hours from Memphis. Fantastic. So give us the lowdown on King of Monsters. So... King of the Monsters um, is, for the most part, a straightforward Kings of War scenarios out of the book. Um, the thing I've done is I have added a list of legendary titans that everyone has to pick from. You get one free quote unquote kaiju to add to your army. Uh, it's 1995 plus monster. Um, there and they are if you can't tell from the title of the gt they are all from themed around the godzilla universe so we have there's godzilla rodan mothra Ghidorah. it's just a king kong just a whole suite of cool monsters um they are play tested so don't let that sway you away um uh, Blue City Brawlers did some testing for me, and uh, Dojo and the Disciples of Dustin—they all <laughs> play tested for me. Um, so it's a—it's all going to be great. Uh, Batesville, Arkansas—it's uh, in a private venue, um, so there's not any—not going to be any um, outside interference coming in and out, or anything like that. It's all completely private in the business district of Batesville. Yeah. I mean, I mean, said last year was a lot of fun for those, you know, you get to pick one of these Kaijus and I picked Rodan last year. I was playing kingdoms of men and having this big giant flyer 
that. Oh, I was on mute. So I'm like, I'm a knucklehead. I'm, I'm all talking and stuff. So yeah, last year was a lot of fun, Dylan, you know, first time at King of King of the monsters. And, uh, I was playing Kingdoms of Men last year, which is kind of a counterpunchy army with not a lot of speed. So I picked Rodan, got the big flyer that could stand behind me and would shoot 18 inches. It was awesome. I'm not sure if I'm playing Ogre's band, maybe King Kong's the right choice. Or <laughs> if I'm playing Seasbreakers, maybe Mothra. I'm not sure yet. Got to think about it some more. Also, Mechagodzilla has Rally, so you might think about that. For Ooh, I do like me some Rally. Because, you know, with the Ogres, I like a nice tight battle line. Keep it together, boys. <laughs> Charge on through. So, but yeah, King of the Monsters is great. What What are the dates? It is the 28th and 29th. It's the last weekend in January. Yes. Tw- 29th and 30. And where can people get details? What's the Facebook group? Uh, if you, If you just search King of the Monsters GT in groups, uh, you will find it. Um. Link in the show notes. Yeah, just just do a send a join request there. You'll get added all of the registration information, the dates, um, the address to the venue. Everything is there. Um, people are on there talking, discussing, posting pictures. Um, a list of registration registered players is there. Everything everything is on the page. Everything you need to know. Player pack, all that good stuff. Awesome. Awesome. And before we get out of here, I do want to mention Kings of Memphis 2. We did one last year in July. Obviously, we can't have the same time period, just or same time of the year, because that's when Masters is. So we're moving it to June, June 25th and 26th of 2022. Again, we're planning to host it at War Room Hobbies here in Memphis, Tennessee. You know, we've got plenty of space. Um, More details to come. I, you know, it's still early enough that I, you know, you know, obviously with the holidays, after the holidays, we'll get a we'll get a pack up. So if you have some suggestions for what we should be doing, last year we did two thousand points straight out of the book. That was it. You know, um, we do. I, I think we do a, a a little bit different style tournament. It's a little bit less soft score related. It's really about how you play on the table. There's just uh, you know the expectation is you're a good person and you show up to the table and you give a good game, and painting is is part of it. But it's it's not as much as you might find in other tournaments. It's really more focused on uh you know how you do on the table and i guess in some ways it's it's the opposite to our other event the blue sea brawl which is going to be held in may of next year uh where it's a doubles event and i should mention if another great way to get to a, an event for your first time is if you're nervous about it uh, or intimidated go to a doubles event you're going with a friend you're playing with a friend against two other friends double the fun so uh but yeah Kings of Memphis 2 coming up on uh, June 25th and 26th, uh, 2022. We're super excited about it. It's, you know, uh, we're hoping eventually we're going to grow this thing into a big thing, you know. Um, But we're just, you know, I'm a person that likes to be realistic and just grow it organically. So we had 20-some players last year. You know, we had some great players show up. You were there. Yep. Memphis is always a good time. Uh Yeah. I don't know. I was top five. Maybe this is your year. I'm, I will always be proud of top five at a Southeast event. Yes. Guns a blazing. <laughs> it's like, I think it was a quote from 300 fighting in the shade. Our arrows will blot out the sun. Then we will fight in the shade. Well, yeah. So come on out. We'd love to have you. Any final thoughts on tournaments? Uh, they're awesome. They are awesome. We want you to join us. 
If there's anything we can do to help you, persuade you, give you the nudge, let us know. I'm happy to push you off the end of the diving board. Yeah, same same for me, Dylan Scribner on uh, on Facebook. Just shoot me a message, ask me what my thoughts are. I will give them to you. I have opinions. That's right, and especially if you want to know about Sally's or nature. <laughs> if you got lists, this is your guy to talk to. Absolutely. This man will talk your ear off with about some lists. <laughs> so, all right, Dylan, you want to take us out? Thanks for joining us. And until next time, Keith Countercharging. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next time on Countercharge. Please let us know what you thought of the show by emailing us at counterchargepodcast at gmail.com, on Twitter at countercharge15, or by commenting on the Countercharge Kings of War podcast Facebook group. If you enjoy the show, you can help others find out about it by leaving positive reviews on iTunes. Until next time, keep countercharging. Music is a composition of Kevin McLeod and is licensed under Creative Commons. Mammoth, the mammoth upgraded to the big yield. The upgraded to the big yield. Ah.